Welcome, welcome, welcome to Interesting Enough. He is Trey Samuel. I am Nolan Todd. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again. We couldn't wait to do this pod. Uh, obviously, if this is your first time, you know, like, subscribe. Thank you for joining us. We're on Apple, Spotify. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, pretty much everything you can think of we're on. But obviously, we're joining you about a week after uh, the whole Grammy situation. We'll get into that. We got, um, you know, some March Madness going on. We got Dreamville dropping some music. Um, Trey, what's going on, first of all? How you feeling, man? Well, I don't even know what we got to talk about first. It feels like it's been a couple weeks, even though it hasn't been. I mean, yeah, it feels like it's been a couple weeks. You know, we missed, well, last week. After the pod drop, we missed one of the biggest things. I was saying, <laughs> right after, yeah. yeah, like you know, right after we like we missed probably the biggest thing that happened in the Oscars in the last 10, 15, 20 years. I don't know, yeah, maybe and that one was of the, Will Smith, yeah, just like just slapping the you know what out of Chris Rock, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously, this happened right after we recorded our pod. I mean, we dropped the pod and this wasn't even on there, so. It's it's a little tired. We've heard about it all week. I mean, we've probably heard every reaction under the sun, but, you know, I, I, I want to go in a different angle with it, Trey, because, you know, obviously... You should have fought him. <laughs> okay, you want to just go straight? You think you should have fought him on stage? No, 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 no. Because see, then... Well, yeah, what's the protocol? I guess... I don't even know your full feeling on this. What's the actual protocol before I get into the, to the nuggets of this here? Okay, well, first of all, I want to say this. To me, the joke wasn't that bad. It wasn't even a ball-headed joke. It wasn't a alopecia joke or it was. It was just a, a GI Jane joke. joke. It was like a movie joke when you think about it. No, it, Trey, it was kind of a ball-headed joke. No, but it was. It wasn't ball because GI Jane had the shaved head. That's the same. Thing. And it, okay, we're getting te- that, we're <laughs> the technicality. Are you serious? No, and then, hold on, hold on. <laughs> if we really want to do this, this is my thing too. Hadn't Jada been rocking like a? A low cut since like the nineties. No, a low cut and a shaved head because of a condition is two completely different things. But, but I'm nice just saying, my, no, my 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 thing is, ain't nobody know she had whatever it's called. However you say, alopecia so, or whatever. Apparently, no, that's not true. You and I didn't know that. But apparently, ain't people, nobody know that. I'm, I know she made it public, but yeah. nobody knew that. People look. She's got millions of people watching her red table talk. I mean, that's something. She's not that, Will Smith. Nobody knew that. First of all, we're gonna put a poll out. Did people know? If she had alopecia before this happened, oh, I didn't know. Lie now, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, we knew that." <laughs> but I mean, first of all, there's no reason to lie. Second of all, we didn't. I don't. I think a lot more people know than than you and I may realize because we're just not plugged in in that way. So you know, to be fair, like I'm just gonna be honest. But I mean, regardless, you think that the joke wasn't over? It wasn't was a overblown? movie joke. Like it was a joke that related to the movie. It's the Oscars. That it was a GI Jane, but it's joke. a joke about something that. So here's the thing, you know, like you can make jokes about people in general and, and I'm not defending either way. I'm, I'm just saying, isn't it something to say about, you know, there's certain things that can't cross the line when you're making jokes, you know, wife, kids for one is, is one thing, but two also medical conditions, things you cannot change. Is that not a thing? I mean, okay. But if I'm going to say this now, if you say you can't make a joke about wives, like at the Oscars, then nobody's going to get a joke. Like nobody's going to be. Okay. What about medical condition? What about, what about things that you cannot change? But, Okay, but then see, I don't want to get mean because I don't want to lose my hair either. But then, how far do we go with the medical condition? Because like, if you made a joke and she was bald because of cancer, everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, that was wrong," and rightfully so. Also, you don't think it's wrong because alopecia is not technically life threatening. See, that's what I'm saying. Where do we draw the line? Okay, because okay. if I, if you make a joke about somebody having allergies, is that immoral? 
number of allergies. I mean, I mean, I don't. You're right. You're right. I don't know. The, I mean, the reason that. I say that because some people, you know, alopecia. Like I've seen people, even when I was in college, I seen people that suffer from that illness, mm-hmm. and they didn't have any eyebrows. Like they, it was more noticeable. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay, but here's here's two things I'll say about that. One, let's just say. And we're getting like deep in a rabbit hole that's probably irrelevant to all of this, but of course that's well, what he should have slapped. I mean, Chris Rock should have just stuck him. <laughs> okay, but, but, but before you even do that, you know, these people that have alopecia and stuff is maybe they've lived with it their entire life, so you're kind of used to these jokes and things happening, and you've you've been able to build up this exterior for it, right? As opposed to um, Jada Pinkett, she's had this for what at least a number of years. It's coming up as of recently. She's had to shave shave her hair. It's been a point of. Um, contention and, and maybe in their marriage and also in her life right so it's well, something yeah. that she's just no cont- okay i tried i tried to, no I tried to no no it. next time listen i'm gonna tell chris rock if i was his like mentor or whatever i'd be like next time just make an entanglement joke since alopecia is off the limb <laughs> well, she did bring up the entanglement yeah and apparently there was because so i don't watch the oscars so apparently there was jokes or a joke made before that right that was you know in reference to something like that and which wouldn't have the reaction but Here's what I will say about the situation. I mean, I think you know, I think we got to get the obvious out of the way. Will Smith was wrong, right? I don't think I'm not I'm not on the side of people. I don't know if you are Trey. I'm not on the side of people like that's what he was supposed to do, defend his wife. I'm not sure what I'm not sure how that how we got there with people. I think you can defend your wife in a lot of different ways besides slapping somebody on national television. I do think that is something that if you want to handle it. You know, in a different way, you got it. You can pull them to the side, commercial break after the show, whatever the case may be. Yeah, like, hey, that's not and I would have been fine it. with that. that right. Like you said, that's reasonable. I honestly, I would have even been fine if he would have pulled him to the side and he wanted to throw some hands at that situation, like where where at least you confront him in that situation because you kind of blindsided. When you Chris. say you pull him to the side, you don't mean it like throw hands at the Oscars, like at the Oscars after party. Or something no, like that. if that's what you want to do, we can go for full source awards with it. I'm just saying, like, if that's what you want to okay. do. I'm saying th- th- that way Chris Rock knows this is the situation, the energy that you're coming on. But he's let me still, say this he's too. still performing and acting. So it's like in, in a way, right? So it's like, how was he supposed to know to like that? That was just shocking. No one thought that he was walking up to the stage to do that, right? You didn't. Let me I say didn't. This one thing, didn't. Though. You say you want to go full source awards. No, I mean, first of all, first boycott. Of all, no, I don't want to go full source awards. That was that was a little bit hyperbole. But, but I, okay, but I know what you're trying to say. Let okay. me just say this. We can't boycott the Oscars next time when they don't look like we don't have nobody that looks like us. Well, I think I don't really care that much about the Oscars to begin with. So I don't I, either, I, but I'm, I'm just saying we just did we just boycotted a couple years ago. Now I do remember that. That's fresh in my head. Okay, so but here's my thing about the Oscars thing being boycotted. First off, if if anybody has issues with I'm not in the camp of people like, oh well man, we shouldn't act like that because as black people, they're gonna look at it a certain way. I don't I'm never on that camp. People are people that look at black people in that way are going to look at us regardless. Newsflash: that ain't going to change us because of Will Smith doing this thing in general, and you and I both know that, right? So I don't really care about that. I, I think that's actually like an underlying, you know, Uncle Tom type of situation when you uh, like, like think I that said, way. I don't like. We that. ain't gonna get invited no more. I don't. We don't care. Clearly, we don't care about getting invited. Look, if they're not going to recognize well, us for our do. work, like them uppity people, them uppity Negroes, they care. <laughs> Some people. I mean, look. We, if they're not going to recognize us for our work because of other things that happen, we can go down and like, and I'm sorry you heard it all week, Trey, about the rabbit hole of people that were actually been invited to the Oscars that have done some heinous crimes, right? Like that are- have been, Oh yeah, like Harvey Weinstein and like others. Yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? That's why if people are going to do that, let them do that. But in order just to move this forward, you know, we've heard all the discussion, this and that. Will's been 
you know, I think allegedly uh, pulled from the Academy Awards and, you know, Netflix is pulling him from a certain thing. So where do we go from here? Right. So I want to ask you, Trey, where does Will go from here outside of I know he may be doing a red table talk with Jada, but I'm just talking about going forward in his career. Where does he go from here? And then where's Chris Rock go from here? Because all I know about Chris Rock is his ticket sales have rocketed and he's selling out shows. So where, where does each I, one go from there? No, I think both of them, well, Chris Rock, he can just kind of go wherever he wants to go. Obviously, he does, he's not pressing any charges. He doesn't want to sue. So And business I is think, booming. Yeah, business is booming. So I think at this point, both of them just kind of have to, well, I don't want to say lay low as far as Chris Rock is concerned, but if I was just Will Smith, if I was just publicist or just somebody in his inner circle, I was just telling him to lay low, dude. But let people forget, because you know next year they're going to move on to something else. Like Kanye, somebody's going to do something crazy. Somebody's going to top this somehow. Yeah, we, we had this conversation about the baby, right? And then that stuff kind of yeah. blew over, and then he just dropped music. And then, well, but the baby's a little different. He has never fully recovered in the way of, he still is in a couple other legal situations that has happened that he hasn't helped himself with. Also, too, he hasn't been on anything mainstream since then. Like, I don't know if he's going to be performing on the Grammys tonight, but, like, I'm, I doubt it. You know what I mean? Um, and but how, Will, Will, how mainstream was Will Smith in 2021? But but, but this is my point. Will Smith has been mainstream for what? 20, 25 years? Yeah. 30 years? I mean, what, what are we going? 20, 25 years at least. So he's already got an established career. He doesn't really need anything per se. baby was exactly. on the rise. Will Smith is not on the rise. But I would say Will Smith is, just though he's not on the rise, I don't think he was on the decline either. He was still doing work, right? He just He just was not, he just got an Oscar. So clearly he's relevant, you know what I mean, in that way. And he, and he plays in movies that we see every year. You know what I'm saying? There might not be, you know, um, I don't want to say iRobot, but there might not be a, a Bad Boys, right, or, or that type of fame. But Bad Boys just came Yeah, out it might not be the, like the blockbuster hits anymore. You're correct. Right. You're but, correct. but then again, King Richard was a blockbuster hit. So, you know what I mean? And, you know, the thing is with artists and, and you know, musicians are like the same way, but also actors. It only, you know, you're only as relevant to your next hit, right? So... Will Smith could have, would, you could have argument Trey, he, well, he hasn't been relevant for a couple of years, but then he dropped King Richard and won an Oscar. You know what I mean? It, it's like one of those things. So with him, he's getting dropped from Netflix, things like that. Do you think him airing it out, you know, how he feels? And, you know, look, let's be honest. I mean, Will has had a lot of things happen in the past year when the entanglement mm-hmm. and things like that, that mm-hmm. we can obviously feel that this was stemming from, because I took it, Trey, and I didn't really mention this before, but I really took the slap as more of like, you know when like somebody you, you, your buttons up getting bit, getting pushed, you've been making fun of for a lot of things, and just one person says the one wrong thing at the wrong time, and you kind of you finally fed up. That's what that was, right? Like, but he first, laughed, like, like he laughed at the beginning. Okay, but we, first of all, we all know we all know how this happened. He laughed. The pam- the camera cut back to Chris Rock. He saw that Jada wasn't laughing, and he said, "Oh, this isn't good." And then and then that's why he kind of reacted that way. I don't think he, I don't think he, you know. And also, guys, people laugh, you know on purpose, you know what I mean? You know, just to, to show face, you know, you know, you're going to be made about, you know, cameras are all on you at all times. These guys are test me. Look, like well, I said, let me say this. Let Chris, me hold up. Let me, I want to get controversial real quick. But, but hold on. So before I say this, these people are all, all, all test me. Like I said, even Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in a, in a dramatic way. Like who follows through on their slap like that? First off, like I've never seen nobody slap and, and it looks more beautiful. But anyway, go ahead. I'm not slapping nobody for my wife. That's entangled with somebody else. Well, like, she's not, not currently entangled, Trey. It don't matter. Well, I mean, if if according to them, you know, it's a marriage and they for, for, have forgiven and forgotten, or that's less than I have to say forgotten. They have forgiven and moved on. You got to, here, look, this is a life trade. If you got to move, if you're saying you moved on, you got to really be moved on. You can't be lying about saying that you moved on. So 
if he's honestly moved on, then he's moved on. So then it's irrelevant in that in that sense. You're the problem is you're just not moved on, and you wouldn't have moved on. That's that's what we're getting to, Trey. That's what is all this. Happening. Oh, I would have told the house up, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd have set it on a fire. I'd have been like left eye, like I'd have been all up in somebody's head. <laughs> right, right. So you're that you're just projecting what you would have done. Yeah, but we'll, we'll spend in that situation. But man, I, I mean, that was huge. I mean, there there were so many things that probably happened throughout the course of the week, and I know we had to address it. But you know, we're gonna see Trey. You and I said that we're gonna watch. We don't watch Red Table Talk. We're not subscribers, but you said we're gonna take a look. When that drops, right, Trey? You gave your word. You said you're gonna take a look and see what happens with it. I said I'll watch some of the clips. You're right. <laughs> you know, watch the whole thing. You're gonna watch clips. No, nah. clips only. Well, I'm gonna watch. I'm about, the whole... I'm about done with the Smiths at this point. I think everybody's. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of done with the Smith at this point. But you know, it is what it is. But listen, I mean, I want to talk about something that we kind of missed over the previous week, um, and I thought it was good, especially for the music game. I want to talk about Pusha T and his rap disc with Arby's to McDonald's. And for those who haven't heard it, Pusha T's influential rapper, obviously we know what he does with rap battles, i.e. Drake, i.e. pretty much anybody else. And he apparently, Trey, I guess I didn't really realize he had actually done like the jingle before for McDonald's, right? If that's the story, if I yes. have that correct. And then now he, he said that McDonald's didn't pay him the amount that he was supposed to be paid, some stuff that was going on. So he feels some type of way about it. So he essentially... Made a diss track with Arby's in reference to their fish fillet sandwich in comparison to McDonald's famous fish fillet sandwich. With by, which, by the way, I've also never had a fish fillet sandwich from McDonald's. I, I don't, I didn't know that was a thing that people always order. But maybe you can, you know, comment on that. But how did you feel the diss was the diss track? Because I thought it was a fire track for it to be a fast food track. I thought it was fire. But what did you feel about it? Because it was a quick thirty second clip, but I liked it. Like, to me, like, when I heard it, I was like, this could almost stand on its own. Like, it, it didn't feel like a fast food diss track. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And in my head, the first thing I was thinking was like, Pusha, why did you really, like, expand this much energy and this much talent into a, a restaurant diss song? For the check? Yeah, but I'm, listen, I would have got the check, too. Don't get me wrong. But then I would have wrote, like, three different, I would have wrote, like, three words. Like, McDonald's sucks. No, that but they. The whole track. But, look, at the end of the day. If he does a real track like that, you get the publicity. Like it, it just happened, right? Not just for Arby's, but for yourself. And if and remind me if I'm wrong, but I think Pusha T just dropped music and he's about to drop another album or something like that as well, too. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. So like, it it ain't it ain't bad press right now to have your name out there. You know what I mean? So you know, if I'm Pusha, that was big. But at the end of the day, Trey, are you going to Arby's and are you going to charge try? No. This? Okay, you're not trying at all. You're not giving it a chance, no matter how far it is. Name me one person that eats Arby's. Like, do you know one person that eats Arby's? Okay, I don't so, even know how they stay open. Okay, so I know. So you and I have a mutual friend that I know that did the Big Brother and Big Sister program. And I know that they would give them, you know, like a little stipend, a little money to take the kids out to eat. And one of the places was Arby's. Now, I don't remember what he said. And this certain friend is also an Orlando Magic fan like you. And I don't remember what he said. If it was good or not, but he's the actual only living person that I know that has actually said that he's eaten at Arby's multiple times. However, I don't think he would have eaten there on his own personally. I think it's just because of a circumstance. But I've never eaten at Arby's, so I don't know. My thing is like, I like with Arby's, like they always look old and dirty. Like they be in the same spot for like the last thirty years I've been alive. Like yeah. I never seen a move. I never seen a remodel. Like nothing. It's been the same thing. I eating the roast beef. Apparently, people say their curly fries are good. I was looking at a couple things online that this were mm, they were saying. No. But in terms of McDonald's, we know McDonald's is a staple. I'm not a big McDonald's eater guy anymore, but of course, over my life, I've had McDonald's more than I can even count. 
I've never had a fish fillet sandwich. Have you? From McDonald's? Yeah, it's, it's okay. It, it ain't nothing to write home about. Okay, because people are saying that they go to McDonald's just to order that. Like, if you go to McDonald's, are you getting, like, is a fish fillet, is that is that what you're getting? No, like. Because I'm not even thinking, I've, not even, I've never even considered to get to get a fish fillet sandwich. I've never even considered it. Listen, if we go on a McDonald's just to order a fish fillet, you and I, we need to have a heart to heart. Like we need to, like, we need to talk about what you're going through right now. Like what kind of struggles you going through? No, listen, I saw something with the McDonald's. You know the McDonald's All Americans the other day they got announced or whatever, and they asked them, "What is your go-to order?" Right, like at McDonald's, and you know a lot of people, oh, let me get the ten-piece nuggets or whatever, blah blah blah. A lot of these kids, Trey, said fish fillet. So maybe we got an issue with our youth. And maybe this is what this is coming to. Because a lot of these kids, and I'll send you the clip, a lot of these kids are like, oh, I get a fish fillet sandwich, this and that. I'm like, I have never considered getting a... Steve Harvey said that he was trying to go to McDonald's and get a fish fillet sandwich, and he got recognized, and a lot of people were trying to take pictures of him. Steve Harvey was getting a fish fillet sandwich. Yeah, but I he think- looked like he eat a fish, little, um, McDonald's <laughs> fish sandwich. Like, he, he looked like one of them. What, what does someone... Should- Actually, I don't even want to ask what a person that eats fish fillet sandwich looks like because I don't even I don't, I don't trust what you are even going to say. So I'm not even going to ask that question anymore. But <laughs> but I do want to mention Trey. Obviously, we talk about music a lot, and on the music tip, J Cole, Dreamville, his actual label, they dropped another project. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it, Trey. I listened to it once. I did. Okay, so you did listen to it. Okay, so we actually haven't talked about this. So before I even get to my overarching comment on this how did you feel about the tape as a whole it's been a couple days i've only listened to it one time through but how do you feel about it i was surprised when i saw it had dropped because i didn't really realize anything was coming out of um a dream deal so you know i gave it a chance i was like okay i'm open-minded the first thing i noticed was like the beats Mm -hmm. and i forgot who produced it uh dj drama yeah dj drama it sounded like a dj drama mixtape but like that's something i wanted to hear like in 2009 Right, not 2022, and it just sounded really dated. So I wasn't really feeling it. Then, like he had some like, it wasn't like Shaq West or whatever. He was on the mix. Yeah, like, Shaq West. Yeah, yeah, Shaq West. It was just like, it just felt like all over the place. It felt kind of scattered. Like I wasn't a big fan of it, to be honest with you. So the first time through, I thought it was okay. I'm gonna be honest. I thought it was okay. I thought the I thought the beats are. I kind of feel the same way. Just eh, beats are okay to me, but I think I may just not have the. The ear for it in that way but i thought the lyrics and stuff and the rapping was 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 excellent if you just want to go off of lyrics alone i think j cole in the first song dropped the fire verse to kind of get it going and i think dreamville is going on this run and this is what i wanted to get to trey you know we used to have the run when we were growing up and it was the good music right young money um what am i missing Maybach music right like it was like the the era of like that labels right it's like the labels yes. you know running the thing and right now, there really isn't a, an era in that way um, outside of, um, I guess, QC, which has like Migos and Lil Baby and stuff like that. And and But they don't really drop a lot of projects they have. Is Dreamville running the game in, in that way? And then two, you know, this overarching conversation we have about the three-headed monster with J. Cole, Drake, and Kendrick, can I make an argument that J. Cole is separating himself just strictly off of the executive producing? Okay. I know it's kind of so loaded, tra- but yeah. Yeah, so like they attack that first question. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like Dreamville is really following that template from like the Young Money or Maybach Music, like those templates. And the reason I say that is because they have more than one popping artist. Like if you look at Dreamville, it's like J. Cole, J.I.D., Boz, but like there's no other artist that's really 
like main, mainstream label. success. I, I hate yeah, it. Yeah, other than J. Cole. So, like, it's kind of hard to say. Like, put it this way. If that would have been a Dreamville album, but it didn't have J. Cole on it, would you have given it, like, a listen, honestly? And, and like, you're talking about no any, J. Cole. any of the Dreamvilles or just this one? Just, just this one. Probably not. I'm just going to be I'm, honest because I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just such a big J. Cole fan. I, I'm going to be honest. This is what happens when I hear a Dreamville tape. I get excited because for the first thing I think of is I'm gonna get a couple of J Cole bars, right? Like that's the first thing. I, it 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 hits me the same way when I when I hear J Cole is featured in the track. He's just my favorite artist. So yeah, that's just me though. I know, but I think people, most people can agree with that sentiment. Well, I know a lot of people that listen to the Dreamville tapes, and you know, I think it's a you know what I I, I agree with you. I do think those tapes are like a niche. Like I think you have to be a type of people that likes that type of like gritty bars and earth gang like eccentric kind of rapping is what i call it um as opposed to like you said the young money's in the maybach music i mean they had a heavy hitting artist you're talking about meek mill wale's you're talking about drake and nikki now they weren't always big right they became big but their songs felt more like poppy and mainstream and on the radio and that's a good way to put it yeah you're right like, I, that's a great point though last like they felt more poppy where this one kind of felt like you said kind of more underground kind of more like mm-hmm. night like 90s you know really Grunge rap, grunge rap, and I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, and I think, and I think they're, not, and I think they're not chasing the hits. If I'm being fair, because I'm sure they could, if they wanted to, they could just get on a couple tracks, put a couple together, J Cole's name on it, and get radio hits. I think they just are the label that are just looking to, you know, just you know, rap. You know what I'm saying? Just rap. But is that is that a, is that a positive thing? Because I agree with you. I don't, I don't think they're chasing the hits, but I think that might actually be an issue. Actually, I guess it's the idea of what do you measure success as, right? Like at that point. Because they're probably all making money and having relative success. Are they? If they're people that are craving the type of success, here's a good example: Are they craving the type of success that J Cole once had? Right. So like J Cole once had the, you know, the the hits. Right. Remember workout and all that stuff and, and that commercial success. J Cole is kind of like Kendrick in that way, where they basically decided, hey, I'm not really interested in that stuff anymore. I just want to do music I love. Um, and just kind of do it that way. But they have already reached that pinnacle, and then they decided that. Dr- Dreamville feels like the entire label is on where J. Cole is at currently, but they have not all of them have reached that pinnacle, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So I guess it, for them, what do they measure success as once again would be a good question. Because I know what J. Cole measures success as because he's already told you in interviews, and he's already told you in the music. Now, what does Boz, J.I.D., Ari Lennox... What do they measure success as? You get what I'm saying? So, I, I don't know. That 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 that's something. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm gonna say that's a good question, and I agree. Like, I'm happy. That's if that's how they decided to measure success, then I'm happy. But just as like a consumer, like <laughs> of the music, I I don't want to say I want a little bit of pop in the, in the um, music, but I want something that's gonna lead to commercial success. I like that sound, like. You just want a banger. You want a banger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just put it frankly. I just want a banger. Like I want a sound that can have some commercial success because then it's probably going to be like you said, a banger. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm with you too. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I listen to the album. I want a couple songs I can play at the gym, right? I want a couple songs that I can ride around in in the car too. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like everybody else when it comes to that. I'm not as much as I love hip hop. I don't want to sit around all day and just be listening to just straight bars on some average beats. I mean, that's just the, you know, the end of the day. But Again, they seem to operate on a different wavelength as opposed to not, you know, these other labels. And QC, for example, is these guys are chasing hits. 
and not and let me not say it where chasing hits isn't a bad thing you know what i'm saying i'm just saying it in the way of they're just chasing hits and and, and that's what it is but you know i'm gonna give it another listen but i think now in terms of the executive producers for my second question does this put him on a different level when you talk about the, the drakes and the kendricks because not only is Jayco staying relevant in his own way but he's also staying relevant in the way of his label and putting other people and, and i know yes i mean i know drake put people on and stuff like that and so did kendrick but you know he is doing something different than the other two so does that when you start talking and what, about and what, what, what do you think is what do you think he's doing different let me ask you that um so i think that he is the kingpin of a mafia in that way right like i think drake and kendrick are not part of mafia Oh, excuse me. That's not true. Kendrick is part of a mafia with Top Dog. He's obviously said he's leaving Top Dog. He's off. He's obviously never been the owner of Top Dog and the leader of that. Second, what is Drake's thing? Is it OVO, right? Like, is it that the label or whatever it is? I don't know a bunch yeah. of artists that's on that. The only big artist that he worked with initially, and it's, I only know that they're from the same city, is The Weeknd. But he's not part of his label. Or, you know, he was beefing for Tory Lanez for a long time. Other than that, who else is relevant? Uh, you know, people can, I'm sure comment on this when we drop this but who else is relevant from that so at least j cole is putting on artists that are moderately relevant um relevant and dropping good music decent projects not nothing that's trash nothing that's over the top i thought the first couple of dreamville tapes were probably better than this one but to be to answer your question from earlier trey you know dreamville fest was this weekend and they had all their artists and they, they were performing in north carolina and i and i know they, they probably wanted to drop this album or mixtape because they would, so they could perform it Saturday and Sunday. So that answers that question part of it for you. That's not a coincidence why they dropped it then. Um, but you know, you don't think it separates them at all in that way, or am I off with that? I mean, I just don't think that, again, I think when you look at the commercial success, I don't think he's J Cole, as far as his whole label with Dreamville has had enough commercial success where I could put him like in a different stratosphere. I, I understand what he's trying to do, but like, when I think about that kind of stratosphere, I'm thinking like the Diddy's or the Kanye's and you can have your issues with both of them personally mm -hmm. about some of the things they've said or done in the past, but what they were able to do with the artists they brought in and the commercial success they were able to have, mm -hmm. I think they just put them in a different stratosphere. Whereas I feel like Kendra Lamar, like you said, he hasn't, he doesn't own TDE, but you know, he's seen as the figurehead of TDE. So let's just give, let's go ahead and give him that Kendra Lamar and J Cole. They haven't been able to have that kind of commercial success with these other artists. They put other artists on, but outside mm -hmm. of them actually being featured on those other artists' songs, nobody's really paying a lot of attention to the other artists. So, and that, but you're comparing them to Kanye and those artists. I'm, I'm just saying just a comparison to um, just Drake and Kendrick. You don't think that separates them in that way? Like, obviously, he's not on the Kanye and Jay-Z level, but... Uh, do you, or maybe he's on his way there. Maybe I'm just too premature. Because, I mean, there's still a lot of time. But see, I guess the reason when I think about J. Cole, I don't think about J. Cole, the producer, or J. Cole, you know, the linchpin of this label. I just think about J. Cole, the rapper. And I think that might right. be part of the issue. That's what I'm saying. J. Cole really hasn't separated himself and the label that much. Like the label, he hasn't brought anybody that's been big enough to say, oh, now I'm looking at J. Cole in a different light. You know, like when I think about Kanye, I do tend to think about Kid Cudi and you know, Big Sean and some of these other artists he put on. When I but, think about Diddy, but I to do be think but to but to be fair, was was I think J Cole was a way better rapper than any of those people that became moguls. He's a way better rapper than Diddy. I think he's a better rapper than Kanye. I mean, not that Kanye was a bad rapper. I don't want somebody to take it like that. But 
are you, you you can't be serious, right? Like there's kind no, of no, no, but what? No, he's a way better rapper than both of them. Okay. But again, when I'm starting to think about that mogul stage, I still look at Kanye, like I said, as a rapper and mogul. Mm-hmm. I still look at Diddy like as a rapper and mogul. What I when I'm saying about J. Cole is all I only look at him as a rapper. I know he's trying to do these other things and I'm not trying to discredit him, mm-hmm. but he just hasn't had enough success yet where I'm like, Oh yeah, J. Cole is the you you, know, you haven't seen it come or to the owner of Dreamville. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. That's something I want to keep tabs on too. But I, I think I saw that online and I thought it was something interesting because you know, I never thought about it in that way. I mean, we know that he does these things, but if he hits some, you know, he gets a couple, or you know what it is? Like you said, the commercial success can come two ways. You can get a couple songs and a couple of tracks and a couple of albums to pop, or a couple of these artists become big time, right? Like that's, that's the two ways where it usually happens. If, if you know what I mean? Like you got to have your Drake or Nicki Minaj pop out. And see, I think the biggest thing he has to do is I think he just has to feature them on one of his albums. Kind of like, hey, if you think about it, what did Biggie do? He got featured on a Craig Mack song because it was like the number one song in America yeah. at the time. And then that put him on. Yeah. And, you know, J. Cole doesn't really like to have a lot of features on his own albums, but I think he's going to have to do that if he wants to try to bring some of these guys up. And he did have features, but he did have it with features with people we already we already know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. To be fair, the, 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 then when he decided to do features, like, okay, we already know Lil Baby and 21 Savage. Like, we know what they do. Like, they're they're credible. So, yeah. Yeah, they're already established. So, like, it's like, okay, I see you having features now, but you're not, like, you're not bringing your people up. I don't want to say it like that, but you know what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. That's a good point. And now that you mention it, the next album that he drops, I am going to be looking to see, can he at least throw J.I.D. on there? And can he at least throw Boz on there, right? Boz throws it on every project that he, he ever has. But that's just because, you know, why would you not put J. Cole on your track? <laughs> I mean, but I, mean think, I think those two artists are big enough where if he puts them on the track, they can get a lot of publicity and a lot of, you know, acknowledgement that they don't have now. And they can mm-hmm. start to make their own thing. I do think they're good enough where they can't do that. They don't need to rely on J. Cole. They just need that. They just need that push. That's all. Right. 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 No, that makes sense. That 100% makes sense. Yeah. No, no, but that's interesting, man. I mean, I know we talk about music a lot. It's been a while, but I definitely want to think about that topic as we go going forward but before we get out of here trey um i know you've been bugging me about this um this showtime lakers documentary so like how on a scale of one to ten how much do i need to watch this for one as as being a big fan of that era of basketball in general and like how good is it because i've heard a couple people talk about it you being the main one what's been going on i know it's a lot of drama with it just fill, fill us in a little bit about what's going on without okay, giving so us too say- many teasers you know I, i'm gonna tune in but not giving too well, many teasers Okay, like you can't really spoil things because it's a lot of it's based in fact, so you already know what happened. But yeah, mm-hmm. without giving too many teasers, I would say as a basketball fan, ten out of ten, you need to watch it. Now, just as a regular, you know, lay lay person off the street, I would say seven out of ten because I told my mom about it and she loves the show and oh. she's not a basketball fan at all. So she was she was intrigued with the drama and all that stuff that was happening from it. Man, like yeah, like I said, it's one of those shows it grabs you from the very beginning. Like the first scene, not to give it away, but the first scene is Magic Johnson just being diagnosed with AIDS and him walking through the hospital. And it's wow. like he's doing a walk of shame. Everybody's looking at him crazy. You know, he's trying to give you that famous Magic Johnson smile and everybody's like backing up like he has leprosy or something. Wow. Wow. And then like, the, I think the thing that makes the show kind of entertaining and they, they are a lot, they are liberal with the facts. But what makes it entertaining is they don't really hold any punches. As we all know, Magic Johnson has been a what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, let's choose that word wisely. Yeah, I, I'm trying to choose it wise. He was very 
promiscuous. I think that's a good word. Yeah, I think, I think promiscuous is a good word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to be too hard, but he's promiscuous. Mm-hmm. And his show does not hide that at all. Okay. Like, yeah, he has one of his girlfriends, and you know, they're in church, and then they leave church for a minute and they go in the parking lot and they. All right. And it's, it's time to end. It might be time to end here. But yeah. You know no, what I'm no, saying? No, 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 I'm just kidding. But yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But no, I definitely want to check it out. I mean, I know we've talked on here and off of the pod about a couple of shows we're into and, and Showtime Lakers. I've heard some good things, so I definitely got to tune in. But keep us updated for sure. You know what I'm saying about what's been going on with it. You know, some highlights, some lowlights. But I've heard only good things. So I can't. I mean, like I say, it's a good show. You don't have to know about the Lakers um, to even get into it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just fall. It's almost like just uh, it's kind of like almost like a dated reality show. Almost. It kind of seems like it. Okay. All right. Absolutely, man. We're going to check it out for sure. But look, man, we're going to get out of here. Obviously, we want to touch on a bunch of different topics. We can't thank you guys so much for joining us. But before actually, Trey, before we do our March Madness bracket. Oh, I'm not doing it next year, so I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I like, I'm already telling you. I, I have to say, I, I, unfortunately, because it is my the bracket that I decided to start, I am in first place, and looks like I'm going to win. This will be the first time ever. I know it was a conspiracy. Been, <laughs> yeah, I know there's been some questions, but I do want to say in one of my other brackets, like I said, like I told you earlier, I did pick North Carolina and Kansas. I'm glad that's not the one I used for this. But before we get out of here, real quick, though, we had two great games. Or excuse me, we had one pretty good game. We obviously we had one great game. Yeah, one pretty good game. UNC Duke game was everything you could have imagined and more. Kansas, North Carolina in the finals. Who you got Monday night? Um, I think I'm gonna go with Kansas. They just seem to have the hot hand in March, like during this whole run and March Mm -hmm. Madness. Their three point shooting is just, I mean, it's out of the world right now. I think I'm just gonna go with Kansas. But um, other than that, I don't really have any dogs in this fight. So I just want to see a really good game. Absolutely. I'm going to go UNC. I picked them in one of my brackets, so they were hot going in. And and look, man, we talked about my boy Hubert. Excuse me. Actually, he's not my boy. We talked about Hubert Davis, the coach of UNC. If, if you tuned into us earlier, we had an earlier episode about Hubert Davis. He made a couple comments um, that let's just say people that look like Trey and I weren't too happy about. So for him to kind of turn this narrative around and win a national championship would be awesome for him and the school. So can't wait for that Monday night, but Again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Like I said earlier um, in the beginning here, give us a follow. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You know, we're obviously dropping reels, things. We're dropping polls. You know, keep up with us. Uh, But, you know, obviously like, subscribe, the normal stuff on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, But, Trey, thanks so much again for doing this and always tuning in. But, like I said, Trey, I'm going to kick it to you and let you close us out. Uh, yeah, um, give us some topics, too. I just want to say that because we are kind of trying to move away a little bit from sports. So, you know, feel free to shoot us some topics that we can talk about uh, non-sports related. You know, me and Nolan, we always open to anything. Yes, but, we've uh, heard. We've heard. Yes. What Trey basically saying is we've heard every single person known to man talk to us about <laughs> the topics that we talk about that are in sports. So, yes, you ask and you shall receive. So, yes, that's what we're going to be giving you. Obviously, we can go off on the sport tangent, but we're going to give you guys what you want. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I mean, like you said, <laughs> you, you kept it real. I mean, that's all I had to say. <laughs> Thanks so much. Peace.